so before we started, we were talking a little bit about you and some of the things that have been going on. Some, yeah. Some cool things that have come into your life. Yeah. Um, it would probably, I mean, it's most definitely some sort of manifestation. manifestation. Yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to tell. Well, it's everything's just so weird. Things just keep showing up, and like, it's it's just interesting. It's like I started I started praying in the morning, asking to move on from some of these some of these defects or these issues, and the issues that I'm mo- attempting to move on from are appearing, have been appearing, have been showing up challenging me to work through them with the principles and the practices that we've been discussing for four weeks and I was telling this to someone today and I was like the trippiest part about this is every time we meet up and we do one of these shows it's almost like you're somehow communicating the insight that I'm going to be applying the next week it's almost like I've got a legs to stand on based on our conversations when these things arise when these issues and these challenges arise right And I have to sit in that, stay in that, and understand it rather than try to fix it, absolve it, or move towards it externally. My go-to response has always been when a fear arises, when something approaches, I move towards it because I feel like if I attack it, I'm somehow in control or I'm somehow deciding like how this, how this issue will absolve itself. And I'm not doing that anymore. I'm sitting with it. I'm staying with it. The best word to probably say is that I'm I'm being aware of it. I'm meditating through it. I'm honoring it. I'm understanding it. But I'm not taking any action. I'm praying. I'm writing. I'm talking to people. And mostly, and this is the other thing too, when I'm talking to people, I'm not even necessarily talking about what's going on with me. I'm just talking to people to hear what they're like, just to keep me engaged in the moment in some way so I'm not living out of my mind. Or fluctuating within my heart. So, well, how's that been going? I mean, is this is this is this the first time that you've actually like consciously been aware of this stuff, like in the way that you are now? Yes, it's the first time I've actually chosen to do something different when these feelings and these thoughts arise. Yes. Well, it's and it's a it's a see it's a. A pretty heavy topic because it's it's going back to the um, the original conditioning of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yep. Right. Like I'm tired of doing it that way. I'm tired of you know you talk about being in control and wanting that control. Like there comes a there comes you know I come to a place where I'm just tired of that. I'm tired of that same it's almost a war. Like I'm tired of that fight. And, um, then only then can I be open to walking a different road in the same experience, if that makes sense. Mm. It's the same deal, but it's, I can, there's, I have access to new things. Yeah. It's a total, because none of these ideas are mine 
or ways of handling the situation are really, they're not coming from within me. They're coming from people around me. Um, I'm having to ignore the part of me that wants to do what it's always done. That's what's comfortable for me is just to do what's always been done. And that's that's why in, in like you know I, I did a, I did that f- uh, fifth step this week or earlier this week and and what that is, is I basically wrote an inventory of all my fears insecurities resentments things that made me upset I just wrote all the stuff down that's that that I just took some time to write down all the stuff that is in my <laughs> backlog or my subconscious that I'm not aware of it's like the exercises you sit down and just what comes up? What makes me upset? What am I afraid about? Right. That's the looking in the mirror part. Yeah. it's We're going to get down to it. Like, who have you been with? Like, what are your relationships that you still feel some a type of way about? Write these things down. What was your part in it? What happened? You know? And and it was, doing that was really challenging, but it was like, I, like just like with the fifth step, which is sharing it with someone else, is like, oh, man, the effect, like... I feel like I'm connected with something that's got my back. I feel like I'm grounded in a way I've never been before. And I feel like I don't have to do anything to experience peace and contentment. That's the the trippiest part is like, I'm literally chilling. Like I don't have to be anybody. I don't have to get anything. I just get to see, I get to be present. And that's for me, that's what's like, I'm not brain dead. It's I'm just enamored by life itself as it's expressing itself. I'm looking out windows. I'm looking at buildings. I'm listening to tunes and I'm just like, it's just really cool to be alive and to see and experience all this shit. There's no thoughts about it. It's just is. And that's that's the result of, of doing doing the work. Yeah. And on the other side of that. The thing that I've found is when I'm when I'm when I'm doing the inventory work and then I'm sharing it with a trusted person. Um, the freedom on the other side of that is really powerful, but it, what it does is it allows me to participate. I get to actually participate in in my life, which is that's a fun thing because I never actually knew what life participation was like I didn't know what that meant Um, I thought I was always participating in life but I was never really participating in life I was uh, being driven by life so the things that I was doing were not actually necessarily real choices that I was making from a place of awareness consciously yeah right so and I can't participate under those conditions I, I can't actually show up for that right i can't be it you know it's sort of like um running a race like i'm a participant in the race i'm i'm showing up to participate in that race it was almost as if i was never a participant right like i'm was always like feeling not left out but like man how how did this how did i get here or how, what the, where did this come from? Or like, how did something that I think was so great and so cool go so wrong? Like, 
And if I don't look at it, I just keep repeating the, the sort of patterns. But I, I wasn't participating. And the reason why I couldn't participate is because I had no awareness and I didn't have any understanding of any of my own patterns and any of my conditioning and any of the, these things that were going on. It goes back to what we were talking about with the pointing the finger at the rest of the world. If I'm pointing the finger at the rest of the world, I'm fucked. Yeah. I am fucked. I'm going to experience a lot of pain, a lot of emotional um, situations. Um, I'm going to be driven by a lot of things. I'm going to be driven by the boss. I'm going to be driven by the magazine ad. I'm going to be driven by the music video. I'm going to be driven by a lot of these things that are uh, showing and telling me what I'm supposed to be. And then if I'm not being those things or not experiencing those things, then there's this idea of being less than, which is totally fucking ridiculous. It's miserable. So all that work you're talking about, though, opens up the reality. It opens me up to the reality like, oh, wait. That was that's not even me. Like. I got to take responsibility for that stuff, but like there's ideas and thoughts in me that weren't mine. So this is what, what the craziest part about this is I basically created my own philosophy and then just drilled it into my being. So all of it was self-created. All of my pain was self-created and I can actually the crazy I was I've been so afraid to read my journal entries from a few like three years ago. I used to write every day and I would write a shitload. And this week, after the fifth step, something happened, and I ended up looking up some of those journal entries and reading through them. And, man, I literally was trying to think my way into better being every day. Yeah. I wasn't engaged with anyone. I wasn't participating in anything. I was literally just writing what I felt I could say to myself to allow myself to continue to to have the experience that I wanted. And it was like a, it was just so sick. It was sick reading it. And, but it, I, I don't know, I don't know. It, it wasn't, it was, it was, it wasn't so much sick as it was kind of sad. I was like, man, like, I was putting a lot of work inside my, work in my head to try and solve the problem of me. And you just, I can't solve the problem of me. It just, that doesn't work. There's no openness in that. You know, there's, it, yeah, it was, it was, inter it was super interesting. Um, That's a cool experience going back and reading old journal entries. I've done that before because, you know, I, I have that, I haven't written in the blog recently, but like. I have that thing and that goes back to 2010 or something or 13 or whatever, right? And I've I've gone back a couple of times and like looked at some of the stuff I was writing and there was a lot of really cool like authentic stuff in there. But then there was also a lot of like wild thoughts. Yeah. There was just some really trippy, I was in some really tough spots mentally, like mentally and emotionally. And um, I see it being cool to like I... I enjoy looking at that stuff today because I, I find it, I think it's amazing that the, the human condition can go into that, to, can go to that place. It's sort of like, and this, this might be a, a, a tough topic to talk about, but like, 
I talk about, um, you know, the whole suicide thing, right? Because suicide's a, it's a, it's a tough thing to understand. And I have some experience with it, like emotionally, like I've been in that place and I've had experiences where I've been in a hospital and I've, I've, I went really far with it. And like, I don't have any resentment about it today and there's no conflict. Like I understand it very clearly, like how it happened. But like you, 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 you go to this place that's so dark, there's nothing there. It is a, it is a, it is a place of complete paralysis. And it showed me many years later, the power of, of mental conditioning. It showed me the power of thoughts and how the, th- those thoughts can absolutely turn into a place of total paralysis. It, like, I remember times where I couldn't get out of bed. Like, I couldn't get out of bed. I, I went through this period where, and this was right around college and stuff, and I'm still playing golf and doing all this stuff, which is crazy to me. But, like, I remember not being able to go outside until it was dark. Mm-hmm. Right, like that was the only time that I could go outside when there was no light and it was just dark. It was like three o'clock in the morning, like twenty below zero in Minneapolis, and I would just walk around. Right, like that was the only time that I could physically get moving. Otherwise, I just was stuck. I was stuck in my bed. I was stuck in my apartment. I was stuck writing, and like, dude, you hang out there long enough, it something has to give. Because I don't think a human being can exist under those types of conditions. It's not possible. So, and I've I've known many people. So, anyways, to talk, the power of thought and the power of what we're talking about and the power of inventory is really really important. Yeah. Because if it goes unchecked, if I if I walk around with enough uh, unawareness, and that stuff piles up, like I know exactly where that stuff can go. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's an extreme example, but no, I mean, it's, it delegated my behavior for years because it was so packed into my subconscious because it was so, it's all I was doing, all I was thinking. And so it just kind of like just festered within me. And it, that's why I'm afraid to go anywhere. Like you said, not going anywhere to like, I remember shit, I, I will like until recently, like this last year, this year, I have not. I won't go to grocery stores unless it's nighttime. Like I won't go out and do errands unless there's no one out. Like mm. that's a real thing, and it's because. And also, like I used to be afraid to just go into any social situation for the long for the longest time, and it's because I just because yeah, the way you described it is kind of. I was attempting to. Um, I mean, I just was. I just. Uh, well, I what ends up here. The thing that happens is that I end up thinking about thinking. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's just all it is. So I can sit there in my own little mental world. Yeah. And I think about thinking. Yep. And it just keeps going and it keeps racing and it keeps running. And as it's running, it just keeps building up and it builds up and it builds up and it builds up and it builds up. And And then I come to a place where I experience severe anxiety. I experience severe depression. I experience severe paralysis. I become a complete like shell of a person of mm-hmm. a human being. I can't show up in the world and I can't live. And many, 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 many people experience that, like feel that. And, um, 
for me, it was, I recognized that it was all because of that, that crap. It was all that, it was, there was no grasp on reality. There was no presence. There was no peace. There was nothing here. It was always there or behind me. It was always in front of me or behind me. It was either a fear or a resentment. Something that was unresolved that I couldn't get out of my mind, which was in the past, or it was something that I was afraid of that was always in the future. And that's actually a good, um, that was a cool thing that I was shown by somebody I really respect. And we were talking about fear and resentment. And he said to me, he said, Peter, a fear can only take place in the future. Wow. You can never be afraid of something right now, like in the present. Like, and a resentment is just an unresolved conflict and that can only take place in the past. And so when I was thinking about the past, I realized that those thoughts were coming from an unresolved situation or an, un, an unresolved conflict. And it could have been for, from a variety of different roots, right? But the fe- And then the fear stuff was always in the future. It was always tomorrow. It was two weeks. It was a year. It was you know, like, how am I going to pay for my taxes? How am I going to... You know, how am I going to get, get a job? What am I, like, what am I going to do? And that only, so he said, the whole objective here is, can we learn to live here? Because if we can learn to live here, we don't have to experience fear and resentment anymore. If we can spend our time here, presence, being aware, which is the importance of meditation, it's the importance of inventory, it's the, it's the importance of, for me, prayer. I still don't know what I'm praying to, but <laughs> prayer. Yeah. Right? Like, and those, those discipline. And the funny thing about it is, is that this has been talked about for thousands of years. Thousands of years. Like, this isn't some new thing. Like, people, people knew this stuff. They knew where fear came from, and they knew where resentment came from, and they knew the things that caused people to walk around unconsciously. Right? So if we can find a way to live here now present one day at a time, I increase my capacity to experience peace, joy, serenity, happiness, good health, all all sorts of stuff just by that. But what you're doing is that like what you're doing is that. And the only way, the only thing that I have to do is clear away the things that aren't real, which is the resentment and the fear. So this is what's been so the, the, what's been so challenging about this last week or two has been that has been staying still while these things clear themselves. I'm literally aware of the shit show going on in my head and the fluctuation of anxiety and fear in my heart, and I'm just going. This is passing through, and I'm going to do nothing about it until... This is something that you said you s- when I was texting you last week, and you said, I said, uh, I, I let you know what was going on and what I was thinking, and you said, you basically said, I don't, I don't do anything until I can see what it is. Right. And that's what I did. I was like, I'm not going to do shit until I see what this is. Yeah. And that's that saved the day. It saved the day. Because the thing that the thing that I recognized was that if I when I did something, one, I was reacting. Yeah. And two, that reaction came from a place of fear. 
Yeah. It came from a place of tomorrow, which doesn't exist. Yes. So I saw this correlation of how I was living and like, and don't get me wrong, like I still act, I still have reactions and I still can act out of fear um, regularly. Like I'm not immune to that experience. But what I'm saying is, is in retrospect today, I can look at it and go, oh, whoa, like, dude, you just, you were thinking about like the result of that deal and you made a decision. What you did was based off of that result, which isn't, hasn't happened. Right. That's exactly what it was. My, my mind was wanted to be in the results business. Yeah. Had to clear it. had to like, I just had to sit there while it cleared itself out until I could get to the. And it does. It does. It, it does. It, it, it just, did. It, if I, I can, just have never had the experience. Yeah. This is all new to me. I've never actually sat here and done it. Let it happen uh, and not do, yeah, not do anything. And the thing I found with that, if the thing I found about leaving it alone is that it works itself out. Yeah. It typically works itself out. It's like, Peter, we don't need your opinion or answer here, like, or action even. So what I'm seeing, I start to really, I start to experience and I know where it comes from. I know how it's, I know how it works. I know how it's, how it's happening. I don't know why it does, right? But I know that, like, the work I'm doing internally is starting to manifest in the, in the world. So, so the, the secret and the law of attraction and all that stuff, like, yeah, those guys were onto it. Those guys were onto it, but the, 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 go ahead. Well, I was just thinking, I was like, one of the main pieces of it for me is removal. It's recognition of the parts of me that are trying to sabotage control or make things about me and, and letting those things die off. Yeah. And, and, and being aware of them. Yeah. That seems to be more important than the idea of manifesting what I want. Like that, that piece allows me to get into a space where I am what I want. Yes. Yeah. That's why the inner work is so important. It's so, it's such an important thing. It's a, I have to look at it. And it's not about the, it's not about like the stuff we're talking about is not about adding anything. It's not about adding in new things. It's about taking, it's about getting rid of the old. Yeah. It's about removing the old stuff. It's about removing those old ideas that didn't allow me to choose. And the funny part about it is, is that once I draw some awareness and take responsibility and look at that stuff, that stuff can be removed and then it opens up new places and new experiences for me to, to have in my life. But before those experiences take place, there's new thoughts, there's new ideas, the mind opens. And I start to walk around in the world being more curious and being more spont- you know, spontaneous because I'm interested in experiencing and I'm, I get to be more present, which is where it all happens anyways. It all happens now anyway. So the choices that I make, the actions that I've taken today are going to shape my tomorrow. I used to think that the thoughts and the actions that I took about tomorrow would shape my tomorrow, and they didn't. They just kept happening the same way. <laughs> yeah. So I have wow. to have, but I can't, I can't experience that unless I've done some, some cleaning, unless I've cleaned up some of the old shit, the old garbage, the stuff that I, and there might be some stuff in there that, would, that was, that I just, I'm not ready to, to move on from, but that's okay. At least I can, I can recognize like, hey, you know what? 
I'm just I'm not quite there yet on that one. I'm willing yeah, to be. It's a process. I mean, the, the, I'm willing to be, but I'm just not quite not quite there yet. Yeah, it's this this is wild. It's wild. It's there's so much there's I I'm 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 privy to and guilty of wanting now instant gratification. I want a quick fix. And it's so interesting. It's just like a little bit of patience, a little bit of a little bit of leaning into oneself. How beneficial that can be. It's almost like it's so much better for me to be slowed down because for some reason I go way f- my I, I want to go way faster with everything. And when I'm when I'm letting myself be and allowing myself to exist according to the time, not my time, how much how much better the how much bolder the experience is. It's almost it's like it's like um it's like everything is, is the sensitivity that I used to be like annoyed with about how sensitive I am, like uh, how I can't keep my attention. I've got like attention on things or like my feelings are get hurt or I, yeah, whatever, whatever sensitivity you want to call it. I'm starting to realize now like it's a huge asset because like I, I just don't I never thought I'd be able to sit on a couch for an hour and look out a window and listen to music. And that's what I that's what I'm enjoying in this moment. You know, I didn't think that was some uh, without some goal or some or being dead tired for some reason, but just being like, no, 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 I'm going to sit here and like enjoy it. And I think I think about the the rap music I used to do and Patrick, my partner, and I, you know, I was on his ass, always going, always trying to create, produce book shows. I was just I cannot believe um it's just so funny. It's like, you know, the if you knew then what you knew now kind of a situation. Uh, it's like I, I, there's a part of me that feels bad, like it might have been a much better experience for him if I could have if I could have known this stuff back then, you know. Yeah, I've thought about that before. It, You know, it, I, I think about my uh, all my golf stuff and um, like for me, playing golf is a real joy today. I really enjoy playing. And I enjoy being on the course. And uh, my emotional uh, state is so much better. Like, it's so cool. Like, yeah. Like, to be very comfortable and to enjoy the experience of being able to play. And whoever I'm playing with, it could be, you know, a group of guys, a group of buddies, or it could be just um, one of the things I started doing last year was just uh, joining up with people at the course. What do you mean? Like joining Yeah, so their... there'd be a threesome. Yeah. And I would just join up with them. Right, play along with them. Yeah, and um, I didn't know who they were and whatever, but I'd just say, hey, you guys mind if I join? And I'd go out and play with a, <laughs> with people I'd never met before. Yeah. And I used to, I did it regularly when I was, and I'll start doing it again now, but as the, you know, the weather's getting better so we can play, but um, I've ha- I had these moments where I would be playing and... I'd hit some shots and I'd that would used to throw me into orbit because I had a um, I used to have a really really bad temper. Oh, on the course, were you throwing clubs and and cursing and stuff? Yeah, I was awful. Wow. Yeah, I was a. It it was because I was a I was a perfectionist. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had this standard of excellence, and I had this standard of work, and I had this really driven... So you weren't only just beating up yourself in your head. You were externalizing that, too. Oh, yeah. I'd break clubs. Wow. And See, uh, I've had that, too. I, my, the, the, I'm so used to my brain beating me up for not being perfect or underperforming. But yeah, yeah, go on. So you're not. But I was that. never. But I was. See, I was. Ne- I would never quit. So I was a worker. Right. So I remember playing golf tournaments where I'd hit a shot that just came out of the wrong barrel. I mean, it just went. You know, I'm trying to hit a high draw over that bunker, and the thing comes out, and it's a low fade into the into the shit on the right. And it, that's that's the stuff that would drive me nuts. Yeah. Because I couldn't figure out why. I I couldn't just hit the shot all the time that I wanted, <laughs> right? Because it's got to go my way. It's got to like, and you're training and you're putting all the effort in. And yeah, thousands of dollars. Yeah, just and I wanted to go and, over there and traveling God and playing it. It and to like, go over there. Went over there. Yeah, and so I was a perfectionist, and that my perfectionistic I drive it, it was a double edged sword because it would it allowed me to do the things it allowed me to put the time and the work into it to get to become you know a master or exceptionally proficient at the sport um but it killed me because i couldn't live with i couldn't live with not with with not um holding up to my own expectations and your own standards yeah yeah and so what i would do was uh i'd work so i would hit that shot but i'd take a mental note of that shot and um, I'd still probably be thinking about it during the rest of the round, which is completely irrelevant, right? It's a resentment. It's an unresolved conflict. Right. Yeah, Can't yeah, move yeah. on from it, right? Yeah, so yeah. So I'm still thinking about it on the next tee shot. Wow. And that messes up the performance, right? So, but anyways, if it was, that shot would throw me into orbit, I'd remember it, and then I'd go, I'd sign my card, and I would go and spend hours, hours fixing that. Just work and work and work to make sure that it never happens again. And the funny thing was is that, you know, I'd get it I'd get it close to where I never hit it again. And then like all of a sudden three weeks later the fucking thing would pop up again. <laughs> you know, I'd hit that crazy shot again. Yeah. And it was like, you know, it was what was it, the Jack thing? Like where you Whack a mole. Whack a mole? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um that's the way that it was. And I didn't understand any of that and it drove me nuts. And that that sort of will and that sort of craziness is what drove me out of golf. It's what drove me. I could not. I got burnt out from that. I didn't. And then, so, flip five, six years down the road. Yeah. And I don't hit those shots anymore. Like, my game now is way more proficient than it was when I was actually playing. Wow. Yeah, like, it's a, I have a, and it's because of, it's all because of my my mindset and the way that I approach the game and how I see it. It's more relaxed. It's way more relaxed, and it's also I don't have any um, expectations. I don't go out and expect to shoot sixty four, and I don't go out and expect to shoot seventy eight. I just it is what it is, and so <laughs> this whole thing transformed my golf experience. So now it's like when I go out and play again. I'm like a kid out there, like I was when I was like 9, 10, 11 years yeah, old. Yeah, you're just happy to be playing. Well, 11, 11, I started to get the red-ass deal. But like 8, 9, whatever, like when I really enjoyed being at the course with Dad and practicing and like 
you know, playing nine holes like that. Why I love golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm 33 now, but I almost feel like an eight-year-old playing golf. That is freaking awesome. Yeah, and I, I love golf just as much as I did back then, but I uh, respect the game a lot more. I respect myself a lot more, and I understand the process of it. So long story short, going back to your original comment, like there's a part of me that wishes that I would have had the awareness that I have today back then. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Because if I had had that awareness back then, I would have made different decisions, and you and I certainly wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. No. Right? But it's interesting because what you do have now is this insight. 100%. I have the experience. Yeah. which is And so I pass that on to, like, in my teaching when I'm working with kids or I'm working with parents— I pass that on to them and I share that those experiences with them so that they can be beneficial to the kids. And it's gotten way worse now with uh, instruction and coaching and it's gotten way more driven and way more technologically hyper now than it was when I was playing. Right. It's, it's way worse now. Like there's, and you know, from football and like, yeah, it's, it's just, I'm so glad that I grew up playing golf when I did because it was still, sort of the last of the Mohicans. It was still the old school era. Right. Like I learned the game from the ground up. I learned the game from practice. I learned the game from creativity. I learned the game from playing. I didn't have a video camera on me. I didn't have some fancy, you know, indoor hitting area. Like I had a glove, clubs, and golf balls and a course to play at. Did you ever have a caddy? Yeah, I had a caddy. Did you listen to him? No, I told him never to tell me anything unless I asked him. <laughs> he said, zip it until spoken to. That's what I said to him, yeah. He's a, he's a good buddy of mine. He's great. But, um, yeah, we we didn't talk much. Like, I, I, did, I wanted to do everything on my own. I used to ask him to help me read some putts, like, on the greens and stuff. Like, sometimes I couldn't tell where the grain was coming from or, like, which way it broke. But mostly I I did all that stuff on my own. Um and he was he was awesome. He was great, great guy, and we're still buddies today. He lives in uh, England, but um, yeah, funny stuff. Like thirty three years um, old, I haven't played tournament golf in five years, and um, you know, thinking about my perception, how I how I look at things now versus back then, it's totally different. And I prefer this. I I definitely prefer my state of being now than I did back then. Yeah, same here. 110%. That stuff doesn't bother me. Like it's I still almost, get, it's almost like to get to that law of attraction manifestation area, like the first thing that I've experienced is like I guess what I got to do is get good with where I'm actually at. Get 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 appreciative and engaged with just the day-to-day experience of living where i am 100 percent. that's the utmost importance then you can then we can do the vision boards and we can start creating and, and looking into what it is i want and and making moves to discipline and but look at life. the vision board stuff some of that stuff starting to happen yeah yeah but but again but remember- it's interesting because like just like you just said the day-to-day experience the fact that i'm not afraid to run into somebody at a meeting the fact that i can go to a group or a, a social setting and not be anxious is more valuable to me than that which is weird 
because I was I, I have the vision board on my, on the on my screensaver on my phone. Right. And there's some big numbers on there, and there's some big titles on there, and I'm looking at it every day, and I'm going, yeah, it's nice, but I, it's really cool that I can go where I'm going right now and not want to piss my pants, afraid that I'm actually in public with people. That's I'm enjoying that. Just like it'd be cool if this stuff happens, but like this is pretty great. Yeah, and see, but see, that's that. That's the awareness of that stuff, though, is recognizing the importance of it. Yeah. Right. Like that. It's not. It's not that important. Like it's. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It th- then that that's when we get into the game stuff. That's where it's fun, and I can't tell you how much the communication with my software developers has been incredible. They're like the way that they're the the way they're phrasing things when we're setting things up and testing bugs and meetings and all that. It's just like. I can just the tone is just so much more welcoming and appreciative and and it's because I've been I realized that it was me that was stressed and I don't need to be if I'm stressed I don't need to bring that to them I've got to let that clear I've got to take care of that I don't need to bring it into into their experience I show up to give and share and how can I be, that was the other thing when I went and met with the main investor and it was, the meeting was incredible because I went there and I went, listen, how can I best serve this company? Right. You know, like help me figure out how to serve. I'm not sure. Did you notice how the, the energy is totally different? Totally different. It's a totally different energy. Yeah. And I prefer that rather than being the bull in the china shop. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just just these last few weeks alone, just the level of, I guess, the level of contentment I've experienced. I mean, you just don't need the things that we think we need is preventing us from experiencing the happy the happiness that can be realized now. Exactly. Um, But having said that, it's also, you know, like we're here. It's like playing SimCity. It's like, why not build something, you know? Like, why not build the life we'd like to live? Right. So for you, what's your lifestyle? Like, what what's your all-encompassing? Like, do you have a... Kind of like we were talking out, uh, outside at the... I feel I feel really lucky. I feel like I knew what it was I wanted before I started. So, like, I'm really interested in mental, mental health and well-being and philosophy and how those things can be applied to help people realize better states of being. I'm just into it. And so I realized real quick I'm into it, but I don't want to be sitting in an office meeting with clients in one space all the time. And a matter of fact, I want something that will do the work for me. And I think other people can do it. I think other people can help themselves realize better states of being the way you and I are doing it. The way I agree. So so I, I realized this early on was like, well, what's. How can I create that? What is it? What what does that look like? And how how can I create it? What does it look like? How do I design it? How do I build it? How does it function? And that's what shared space became. And the reason why, when you asked me about like my way of living, is like I got lucky that I went into that 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 I I I subconsciously knew this, because to me, I want to be able to live out of that phone, like I was saying, like. My business is on the phone. If I can answer the email and I can show up for the Zoom meetings, I can be anywhere. So you'd, you're, you'd like to be mobile? Mobile, 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd love to be mobile and I, and I love being in new environments. I like going into new spaces, new places and seeing new faces. I like not knowing anyone wherever I go. I love like I've spoken at, at different facilities and I've presented shared space at different places. One time I took it to this like uh, this like marketing firm. And it was the shit, you know, I walk in and it's like as fancy as fuck. There's like a giant board table. They, they link up my laptop and I just, I'm able to just talk about the shit that I know that I love. Yeah. You just let, I, it, let it fly. Man. And I don't know, I don't know that I know this shit until I'm in the position to talk about it or people are like, what's he here to say? What's he here to do? Then it comes up. Then I can like, then I can go in and I can really, really, really express the depth of the idea and communicate it in a way that, that whoever I'm sitting around will understand it and see the validity and necessity for it. But most days, like we started this conversation, I'm kind of just present in the moment. I don't aware. I forget that I've, I'm a rapper. I forget that I can rap. I forget that I'm a owner of a company, a software. I forget the fact that I've got people working with me. I, I don't think of these things on a day to day basis. Um, so it's really exciting for me when I get opportunities to present or to show up or to communicate the ideas because it's another chance for me to re- to experience them as well. So in a way that that like a large part of your lifestyle is already happening. Yeah, the only the only piece missing is the income. There's no I'm not making any I just did my taxes this week, which was awesome. Got them done. But there's no revenue. I want But you're I passionate about what experience. you're doing. I'm passionate about what I'm doing. That's the mother load. That's what, yeah, I love it. That's the deal that, like, there's this guy, Gary V. Oh, yeah. You know Gary V? He's the man. Yeah, Gary's great. And I love listening to him talk about, um, like, business stuff, right? And he talks about eating shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, I agree with everything that he says typically right yeah but that was one idea that i really got down with because i started and i'm in recruitment right so i talk to people all the time about potentially helping them make a new career move or whatever and the thing that i i've seen is that people are um the common theme is that very few people want to eat shit yeah so i'm not saying you have to eat you have to eat shit. But what I'm saying is, is that like the, that passion and that desire and that like interest in doing something that's got to be there because that passion that you have for, for that is like, and I think we share this passion as well, but like how cool is it when you get to walk hand in hand with another guy that wants to get well. Right. And like you get to be like, I get to be there with that person right and and walk the path to wellness with another guy yeah right and that is the that is the most that is the greatest buzz of my life like seeing someone come from the depths of despair and death almost right like total despair not knowing where to go not knowing what to do having very little life skills everything right like totally totally deflated and then in a short period of time getting busy doing some things a little bit differently and walking a little bit of a different path and putting some thoughts and ideas and actions in a different direction. And then three, four or five months down the road, the guy's lit up like a Christmas tree. Mm. 
that is the coolest thing. And I think I experience that type of feeling when I'm uh, like in golf, like working with people, like helping somebody fix their slice or like get a better understanding of their golf game and seeing them come back two weeks later and being like, dude, you really helped me, bro. Like, this is really cool stuff. Like, I'm so excited about my game and excited like that. That's where it's at for like, I love, I love doing that. Right. And that's the motivator for me on the recruitment side, because I, I can do that authentically on my own without any of the whatever, right. Without yeah. any of the other bureaucracy and the, the someone else's ideas about it. Yeah. And, but you have that passion about shared space. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, that's the thing that I've come to see that buzz that comes from the authenticity. That's the deal that makes it float. That's the deal that, that, that's the creative buzz. That's what, that's what does it. So I have to trust that, like, I have to trust that passion and that authenticity and then let the rest of it, the rest of it take care of me. Like, that and that's what's been challenging that's that's what's been the process of groundedness the grounding that i've been implementing has allowed me to let let others take care right right that letting go that letting it's go it's tough deal. it's tough for me because i want i'm like you i want to do everything on my own and not need anybody yeah and it's the um, and I want to have the answers. I want to be the guy with the answers, and I just I can't be. Yeah, it's it can be tricky for sure. I I always think of uh, like so I love musicians, I love writers, and I love artists, right? And I love like listening to their stories because like and athletes are that way too. Like athletes, manif- like have it in a different way, but like they're like l- like what listening to athlete stories of where they came from. And how they created their careers and their like their development and all that stuff. Like, there's most most guys in any professional league ate shit, right? For a long time. For a long time. Yeah. The same thing with uh, with artists. Remember the uh, writer uh, Emily Dickinson, right? Yeah. So most of her work wasn't found until after she had passed. So that's what same was same with Fran, Franz Kafka. Yeah, Kafka. That makes me sad. Yeah, I know, but the 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 point of that was like just the writing. It was just writing. It was just the it was the the passion of writing, the passion of creating, the passion of putting something on paper. Yeah, I mean, she did what. She, yeah, and the people came. They came, but did she didn't get to experience experience well she got to do so this is this is where kind of i've kind of but the passion carried it is what i'm saying all of those all of those works were found right and they ended up coming into human circulation right and people got to enjoy them yeah anyways like and that's the that's the thing i'm not i'm really not doing it for me i'm doing it to give something like to give something out, it was sort of like um, the. You, um, you've heard you've heard the Confederacy of Dunces, right? That book. Yeah. You know the story behind that guy. I do not. Thirty years old, committed suicide. 
His mom found, had the manuscript. She spent 12 to 14 years trying to get it published after he passed. Finally, because he was trying to get it published while he was alive. Nobody would accept it. It was rejected everywhere. He ended up killing himself. His mom took it for 12 years or whatever and it ended up. And now it's one of like a, an American classic of literature. And people got to it. enjoy it. People got to enjoy it. But like the fact that that the artist was wasn't able to enjoy what he knew to be true. It actually acted as a as a the same with Kafka. Kafka went crazy. Like it's 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 you, it's it's. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's 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 tri- it's trippy. I, there's yeah. there's a, there's this one author. There's this other author called Henry Miller, and Henry Miller said this, and he said, "The real the real artist or the real writer shouldn't be writing. They're living. They're they're living their story. They don't need to write." It's and he's basically saying like, my writing is my ma- my mechanism to create the life I should be living out here. Interesting. Super interesting. It is. I don't know if it's right or not. I just when I read it, it explained a lot of shit for me because I was I wrote. Well, it was the same constantly. with. Uh, it was very similar with um, uh, Charles Bukowski. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Charles Bukowski had the same sort of deal, right? And like he was that, the nonconformist. I mean, he just ate shit. <laughs> he did for a long, long time. Yeah. Like until he, I think he was in his fifties. He he literally was. He was like he he ex exemplified it. Yeah, I mean, he wrote. He was just writing. He was writing for the sake of writing, right? Like he was staying true to what he was passionate and what he was good at. Yeah. Regardless of what people thought of him, or regardless of what people felt about him, like. Yep how many rejections and how many like all that stuff. And he just kept taking it and taking it and taking it and taking it. But that's, what's so interesting about Bukowski is there's not much separation between the life he lived and the words he wrote. He lived what he wrote. Right. That's what I'm saying though. Yeah. That, that, that's my point. My, my point is, is that it's, it has to be there first. It's gotta be authentic first. And then from that place of authenticity, it can it happens. But I can't go into something like I can't go into a idea saying like, "Oh, I'm going to get something out of this." Yes, and that's, that's what I'm, I'm. That was my mis- I made that mistake. That's what I'm saying because I yeah. get it backwards in that sense. Like absolutely, I realized like I started playing golf for the wrong reasons. Right. Yeah. Like I started working on my golf because all of a sudden I started seeing people that I was playing with achieve excellence that I wasn't experiencing at the time and it just turns out I'm a late bloomer I was a late bloomer in everything like <laughs> I'm a late ev- bloomer guys. every part of my fucking life Aww. dude was late <laughs> I was just late right <laughs> even from when I got my first credit card like way late yeah same here right but like I didn't understand that and so I put all of I started playing and practicing and working on all this stuff so that I could earn a living playing golf rather than playing golf for the joy and the principle of playing golf right as part of the living as part of my life yeah right as part of what i did yeah right and it all it as soon as that happened i got burnt out i got fried yeah because i didn't enjoy it so my my thing today in my life is looking at things going like would i do this anyways yeah yeah would i do it anyway so like 
being at the golf course, hitting golf balls and practicing, I'd be doing that anyways. Yeah, helping dude. helping people with golf, I'd be doing that anyways. Yeah. If a guy that wants to get sober, right, like yeah, wants to get sober, I'd be doing with that anyways. Yeah. Right. Like, if I was recruiting, like I'd probably be doing that anyways. Like, I'd probably be open and interested in doing that, even if I wasn't getting paid for it in a way, right? Because I could have a client that calls me and says, hey, can you help me find this person? I'm like, well, yeah, sure. Happy to do it. But by the way, we don't have any budget to do this. I'd still do it for the sake of helping that person find the person that they need because they need it. Right. Being They abuse. need help. Yeah. And I like, I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to go, like, I don't need to get anything in return to help that person. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's making me think of the interview I'm going to tomorrow and like, I don't even, I haven't even thought about the money they might be paying me because I'm interested in hanging out at this place. I'm seeing what it's like. Like, uh, I'm just interested in the experience. Um, yeah. Like when I, I, when I sold suits at Dillard's, I, that I would not be doing that. <laughs> I would not be doing that's That would not be a part of my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get away from that. I didn't want to be there. I was doing it for $1,100 a month. <laughs> it's so interesting. It's so interesting. That no, it wasn't even that. It was like nine fifty a month. <laughs> the uh, the vehicle, like it's the vehicle that, that is created, but really the vehicle is, is you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's just me and it's my life. How would I be living? It's a great question, by the way. All right, well, let's wrap this up, dude. We're almost at two hours. It's 1046. Perfect, May, dude. What is the date? April 8th. April 8th, episode 6. Are we on episode 6? I, th- I don't know. 5? By the way, the, the the episode we couldn't remember was faith and faith in mentorship or confidence in mentorship. Okay. That was the one we couldn't remember. I think we're on episode 5 or 6. So this has been... Um, we're five in now, and this it, might be six. Okay, we're six in now. Yeah, it's been really enjoyable, been very helpful for me, and uh, I hope helpful to people that that listen because, um, I think the cool thing about how we do this is that we're sharing ourselves. We're very like we're sharing ourselves and our experiences in our own lives. And that is, that's really cool because like I feel super authentic and I feel really true to what, like what I'm, what I share is what I've done and what I do. Is this, does this, does, do you feel this level of comfortability of sharing of yourself and your story uh, outside of the podcast? Like, do you feel like you get the chance to communicate in this way? Well, what makes podcasting cool is that like I'm very comfortable in sharing the stuff with you. Uh-huh. I might not be very comfortable sharing this like as openly and honestly as I would with someone I hadn't met. Right. But at the end of the day, that's just my own shit. And who am I to hold anything back if it might be useful to someone? Right? Yeah. Like, so... Do I share this stuff with people that I don't necessarily trust? No, I don't. 
do I share this with people that I trust and I have I care about? Hundred percent. Which is interesting, and it's kind of cool that this is the format that it's in because someone who clicks it is has interest. So they've they've actually exercised willingness and they've taken an action. Yeah. So it's almost like I've always this is kind of I've always approached the stage or the microphone or the presentation is if I'm there I'm I'm there to give something like I'm gonna leave it out there. Um, I, it's almost like a there's a there's a like the artist's way is 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 so, and there's some form of self sacrifice involved. Yeah. Vulnerability. Yeah. To an extent. It's like, yes, you like since you're here, I will be uh, I will do my utmost to be as as honest and uh, open as I can be to to express whatever it may be. Right. And I think, you know, the other part of of that for me is that I I'm a very open and honest person with uh, with people that I trust. And but. If I'm not, if I'm not, if I don't know the person, I, I don't care. Like it's, right. it, uh, you could, you could take, so hey, you I, don't even, you're not even seeing the per- the person like two years ago. You remember the whole Kiki challenge thing? No, there was this Kiki challenge thing that was like about this. There was a song and you were like driving and I love oh, you. And you had to you, hop out of the car or whatever. Yeah, well, I fucking did that. No way. Yeah. I made the video. <laughs> I made a video of it. I, I did. would have never guessed that you would have done that. Yeah, no, I did. I did. I what did it. it. What do you do again? Describe it again. You like you're like driving the car, yeah, yeah. and then you do like the heart sign, and then it goes, um, you know, and then yeah, you like then you like do like a little snorkel it. thing or whatever, and people took it really extreme. But I did one like with a moving car actually on the street. Wow. And um, like for instance, if that was posted or like wait, where did that's what I'm saying like. I don't know where it went. It might still be in my phone. I'm not. Sure. I might have deleted it. I'm not. I don't know. But it never. It never went on the internet though, because you don't have social media. No, it didn't go anywhere. Just it went to like people, like certain people that I care about. They were. <laughs> you gotta find that video. They were laughing so hard. You gotta find that video. It was. It was great. Oh was, man, that's good. But we did it. So my buddies and I, we did this video, <laughs> and I had one of my buddy's girlfriends like teach me the moves uh-huh. to it. And so I learned the moves like in a couple hours and then we started doing the, the video. But like, for instance, if that video made its way in onto the internets. Yeah. I don't care. Like <laughs> I, I don't take myself that seriously. You know what right. I mean? Like, well, you also don't have any skin in the game. No, you're not on, you're not on the internet. No, but if that did get on YouTube or whatever, like, yeah, look, if I'm acting like an idiot or whatever, <laughs> like that's fine. I, yeah, I'm I'm past that point of like taking myself so seriously that like it doesn't bother me. Yeah, and that, but that's yeah yeah it doesn't. I'm I've I've already embarrassed myself so much that there's pretty much there's not not many more terrible worse things I could do. Yeah, I mean like me being smashed out of my mind like crawling down the belt line. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like hoping somebody doesn't see me. Like you know like in a like a terrible state like shuffling down the belt line like doesn't that's kind of embarrassing right yeah <laughs> luckily you didn't have to be all there for it i don't remember it it's my somebody <laughs> somebody told me that's it's what i was doing but down the belt from my ex, from my experience i believe them yeah but anyways i i just really appreciate this i think i think it's a it's been a lot of fun it's been very helpful for me um it's helped me get over my fear of being out there mm-hmm 
and being like available uh through this type of platform and that that's a growth thing for me so uh, yeah absolutely. without this i you know th- that wouldn't happen i i don't think i would have uh i can say this i my life has improved measurably since we've started these conversations in every every avenue career yeah. relationships spirituality my mental well-being my emotional uh, agility all aspects of my life have improved since we've started these conversations that's where i know it's a that, like that's why i want to keep making them and I, i'm not worried if i know people if the right people will get the right things out of these things because it's helped me so much and it'll always be there right yeah. absolutely and we'll keep going yeah keep like going. we'll keep going and and um bring some new topics and some new things and yeah let's let's come with some topics next week let's think of some i think there's an endless there's endless opportunities yeah let's think of some stuff yeah should we do another checklist and actually do it this time yeah let's actually do it we'll both come up with some stuff and then we'll do we'll run through topics next week all right cool all right trap trap money money Cause I've been going off and they don't know when it's stopping And when you get the I see that you've been learning And when I take you shopping, you spend it like you earned it And when you popped off on your ex, he deserved it I thought you were the one from the jump that confirmed it Trap money, Benny I buy you champagne, but you love some Henny From the block like you Jenny I know you special, girl, cause I know too many Risha, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me